Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org. doing right now is we're setting an atmosphere of faith we're saying that there's no one above Jesus Christ nothing and no one is higher On Friday night when we were praying, I just had this, I prayed something and I still got it in my spirit, so I'm just going to go for it. I feel like the Lord is saying, I want to root out every root of unbelief. Because we all have it. And, the, and what I feel like God wants to root out are the things we can't see. You know, sometimes we kind of know, oh, I have a little bit of unbelief here. But there's, there's the things that we don't see that God wants to bring to the surface and root out. And I'm talking mostly about yourself. I can, I can believe for you. I can believe, I can pray, I can have all the belief in the world for you. But when it comes to me sometimes, there can be a little unbelief. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like if there's ever a time for us to be united in faith, it's now. I was just thinking about, you know, what was the original sin? Eve didn't believe God. She believed the serpent, right? And I really, you know, it's that in, to, in between time, you guys. It's in, it's when we're standing in the gap, like we were talking about Friday night. It's the interim period. It's the transition period. It's the time when you see the promises, but you don't see the results. You know what I'm saying? You've heard it. You know it. It's confirmed, but you don't see it. And in that interim period is when we have to fight the fight of faith. Okay? And a lot of that is with our declaration. But I really feel it's personal right now. It's, it's about you personally not letting any of that in. I don't know. I, I want to read this, this part. I'm in Isaiah right now. I can't get out of Isaiah. Everything's Isaiah. Raise, raise this Isaiah. There's this, I want to read part of 64. And then we're going to pray. And we're going to take authority over unbelief. Okay, we're going to just root it out. Every bit of it. It's it's not it's not just about healing, it's everything. It's it's what God said he's going to do in this city that we haven't seen yet. We're in transition. We're in that in-between thing. We've heard the promises of God, but we really haven't seen it yet. Not the way it's been said. Okay? But do we really believe it's going to happen? If we don't, then you better get on your face and repent because it's going to happen. Amen. I don't know when. Maybe 
I don't know how long till the Lord comes back. Maybe I'll be in heaven by the time. I don't know, but it's going to happen. Because God is not a man that he would lie. And he doesn't tell his prophets, a hundred of them, the same thing and not be true. Okay? Isaiah, oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. As fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things for which we didn't look, <laughs> we didn't even look for him and you did it. You came down, the mountains shook at your presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you. Who act, and this is the thing, who acts for the one who waits Come on. for him. Say it right there. So, Lord, right now as a body, I want you to just agree with me as I pray. I want us to stand up just for a minute. Everybody stand up just as agreement. Right now, Lord, in the waiting period, in this period of waiting for the word of the Lord to come to pass, whether it's personal, whether it's corporate, whether it's for the city, whether it's for the nation, Lord, we as a people corporately say we believe your word and we will root out any unbelief. Lord, I ask right now that you would expose it in all of us. Lord, even this week when we ask, Lord, expose any root of unbelief that we could yank it out and that we would say what is true, what you have said. Lord, I thank you during this waiting period that our faith is not going to diminish, it's going to grow. I thank you for just a growth of faith during this period of time, God. I thank you for such an incredible breakthrough. We'll look back and we'll just say, wow, can't believe, can't believe what you're doing, God. Because he's, he's doing some awesome things. Sometimes we don't know, but he's doing it. So, Lord, I thank you for this people who are, we are standing united in faith during this period of waiting for the incredible things that you've said. The incredible healings, the incredible transformation, the incredible harvest. All of the things that you promised God you, is yay and amen. Thank you, Lord. Somebody else supposed to say something here besides me? Anybody else got something? Jeff? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't let you lose. Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of a scary thought. I felt such a strong thing in our worship. It's so much about our worship. It's so much about placing Him above everything else when we worship. There's no room for anything else. He's, he's supreme. He's supreme. He's supreme. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the mic. It's kind of scary. Um... Well, when Deborah started reading that in Isaiah, my knees literally buckled. And I just want to hit it again that you, whoa. <laughs> you act, he acts on behalf 
of those who wait for him and no one who waits for him will be ashamed. So Father, right now we declare that the things that have plagued us, the things that have troubled us, the things that have caused us even within ourselves to just be ground up with shame, we declare no in the name of Yeshua. We wait for you, Lord. Your promises are yes and yes and we add our amen to your promises right now as a people as father's house standing here we add our amen to every promise that belongs to us in christ jesus hallelujah amen amen this morning the lord is doing something he is marrying faith to faithfulness Come on. Faith to faithfulness. That when you are faithful to pursue the promises, to believe, to receive, to position, he will meet you in powerful ways. Sometimes we just carry a dream and we just have no idea how God's going to do it. But if we are faithful in the carrying and the proclaiming, God will bring it to pass. A couple weeks ago, we uh, we put in Becca over our children's ministries because Clarine had been serving in that area for many years. And I remember talking with her about it and just saying, I really believe that the future of this church, that the mantle of this church will really be displayed on the children. That there's no junior Holy Spirit. Come on. And you know something? I've seen the Lord use these kids to just open up portals. 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 And so... morning we, we want to just honor Clarine for faithfulness for faithfulness I asked her to take the children's ministries for six months and that went on for ten years <laughs> that's faithfulness and uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna have her come up here and uh, Deb's gonna pray we're gonna give her a gift because she did it all I remember the early days, like like she was like taking her own money and putting it in there to say, can I get some reimbursement or whatever? It's like, well, okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. But here's, here's the thing. God is faithful. God is faithful. And he wants us to just reach into faith with faithfulness. Yeah? Amen. So would you do something? You'd stand to your feet and just, or, or if you can't, just stretch out your hand towards Clarion right now. We're going to bless her and just release that mantle of anointing of faithfulness into this house. Hmm. Wow. Amen. Lord, if there's anything that you'd love to see it's faithful people. And I believe that the faithfulness in Clarine 
is part of the inheritance yes. that is being passed down to our kids. That we're raising kids who will be faithful to you, faithful to the call of God that's on their lives. I believe that that is something that you've given her that she's given these children, and it's part of the DNA of our house now. For whoever comes in, her grandchildren and her grandchildren in the spirit. And I just, we just honor her for um, who she is. And, you know, some people get their reward here on earth. And some people will get their reward in heaven. And I believe that, Clarine, you're getting your reward both places. Because we're rewarding you here, but God's rewarding you there too. And we're going to be shocked when we get up there what was important to God. Very, very shocked. Like, wow, that was important? Really? But right now we're just saying that you are and were important. And I just, I just pray strength over you at this time of your life. And I pray an even greater wisdom, um, just an ability to impart the things that God has put into you into the generations below you that, um, that will go on and on and on until we're all standing before the Father. Um, but I pray physical strength and every part of you, mentally, everything that you're going to go 100%, you're just going to walk from here into eternity, probably at about 100 years of age or older, as strong as when you started and just imparting everything to this generation. So we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is not All Saints Day. Today is not the Day of the Dead. Today is not Halloween. Today is Reformation Day. 504 years ago, a great reformation took place. And I love what this slide says. I cannot and I will not recant anything for to go against conscience is neither right nor safe. Here I stand, I can do no other. So help me God, Martin Luther. We need a people who will just say that right now about the kingdom of God, about taking a stand against darkness and say, "Uh uh-uh, there's nothing else I can do but this. And here's, um, here's the thing you have to understand is that revival births awakening so your spirit becomes alive to the things of God. When you seek him, when you follow him, when you search with him in all your heart, that, 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 in that revival, in that place, God begins to awaken things and that awakening leads you to become a reformer. And actually, you can see that in Martin Luther's personal life. If you actually look at the things that he was writing and reading right before the Reformation, he was having personal revival that led him to become a leader in a reformation. It is also true of nations. When we saw the revival of, of uh, Whitfield and, and Cane Ridge, what came after that? The birth of this nation, the abolition of slavery because revival births awakening, awakening births reformation. Now, our world right now, 
have a need of it because it's being turned upside down. If you think about it, everything we know of morality, of common sense, hmm, (laughs) of justice, has been turned upside down. Specifically from the teaching of the kingdom of God. Yeah? And that phrase about the world being turned upside down was first said over 2,000 years ago. And uh, what was the city? I can't remember. But in Acts 17 is the story of Paul coming, coming into the city and uh, you know, connecting with some of the Jewish believers there. And they just like, uh-oh, uh-oh, this is not good. So let's put that, that scripture up, Acts 17. But when they did not find them, so they started looking for them from house to house because they were scared of them. You know when the church is dangerous? When the world scared of us. Let me tell you, I grew up in Cuba. The government was scared of the church. Okay, that's, a, that's for later. 2,000 years ago, this was said about Paul. And so they searched the house to house and they could not find them. They dragged Jason and some of the other believers before city officials shouting, these men who have caused great trouble all over the world have come here. And Jason has welcomed them to the house. And they're all defying Caesar's decree saying that there's another king, one called Jesus. Did I not tell you a couple weeks ago, your problem right now is that your government wants to be your God. And what we got to preach right now is that we got only one God, and his name is Jesus. Wow. So don't get fooled now that we're just fighting some sort of political battle. Because it's a spiritual battle. And God intends on winning it. (laughs) Come on. Come on. He wins it in partnership with us as we decree what heaven has decreed, as we declare what the word of God has declared, and we will not stay silent. We will not become intimidated, but we will release God's vindication through our prayers. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I started a series um, that was, uh, uh, well, I don't know that we'll get there or not, but uh, yeah. called Kingdom Citizens in Today's America. Today, I'm preaching part two, and I'm talking about how we become the government of God on the earth. So, and what, 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 why we turn things upside down is because God, we join in God's battle. We positions ourselves in him and we pray as he's praying. We declare as we're declaring. We open up the word of the Lord and that is what we start to shout. That is what we start to decree. Come on. And we begin to release the vindication of the Lord through our prayer and our praise. And last week Deb talked about Isaiah 62. And uh, there 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 was something really powerful. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go back to that one. The one with the gavel. Boom. Yeah. And uh, the secret to, one of the secrets to winning this battle is using your voice. Like we did here on, on Friday night at our prayer meeting where different leaders got up here and then they said, now, 
declare this. Now shout this. Now speak this. Because what we see in Isaiah 62 is something really powerful. Let's go to Isaiah 62 verse. Um, that one is there. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn. Her salvation becomes a blazing torch. See, what happens is that our words will not let heaven forget what it has designed, what it has spoken. We just had prophets come in to our city, and once again, they prophesied. The destiny of the city. The destiny that we know and we live for. Mm. So we take what our father has said. And we say, Lord, we bring this before you. And we are not going to give you rest until you answer what you've already spoken. We're going we're to decree it. We're going to decree it until we see your vindication. Come on. Until this happens when there's a people who are like our father who loved so much the world that he gave of his best. That we love Portland, that we love America, that we love Oregon so much that we will get up and we will not stay quiet until we see his vengeance be established through his justice. Because it unlocks vindication. And I said, whoa. This year is the year of the vengeance of the Lord where he's going to make right what the enemy has made wrong. And our words unlock that vindication. Because if you look at verse 2 and 3, is it up there? Okay. Uh, we got to get that screen in the back. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> I don't even know what, what slide I'm on. Um, The nations will see your vindication, all the kings your glory. You will be called by a new name, for the mouth of the Lord has bestowed it. And you know, that's also found in the book of Revelation, where God looks at a people who overcome and says, I'm going to give you a new name. Revelations 3.12, him that overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of our God. He shall go out no more, he shall no more go, um, and he shall go no more out, and I will write on him the name of my God. Who will write it? Oh, I, I'll write God's name. No, he will write it. And then the name of the city of our God, which is the New Jerusalem, which comes down from heaven, and I will write on him my new name. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That's, that's cool. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah. I also, I, I just really believe that, 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 that right now, um, this is what we're praying. And you saw, Friday night is the start of something new. That's, that's, our, that's our Friday night ways that we're going to go, like every other Friday night. Just going to come in and we're going to intercede for our city. We're going to intercede for our house. We're going to intercede for Oregon. We're going to intercede for our nation. For and we're going to be praying. Just like we go out in the streets. Every Tuesday, Wednesday night. And we pray on the streets. And we declare. And we've seen the transformation and the change in this neighborhood. And in this, it's been remarkable 
what God has already done. When we go out and, and, and do what, what the word of God says, whatever you agree together, whatever you touch on earth shall be done by our Father in heaven. Hmm. Now, if that's all so good, so prayer is good. We're off of prayer because we're the Father's house, house of prayer, right? But if we will infiltrate the places that we are praying for with heaven's answers, those answers won't come. They'll stay in heaven. Okay, let me just, today I'm just going to tell you lots of stories. So, um, Early on, when God got me really involved in serving the city, I, I was an advisor to the, the chief of police. And um, I don't know, they, they, she would bring in different, like the head of TriMet and this and that, and all these problems that we're having. They're trying to figure out how can the police solve the problem. And the Lord would remind me that there's a church that has a program that would answer that question. So I started like, hey, I know somebody right now, this is what they're doing. So pretty soon, like every meeting, a problem will come up, and the person who led the meeting up will go like, Steve, what does the church have? <laughs> hmm. What am I talking about? I'm talking about infiltrating the mountains of culture, of influence of culture. Come on. Come on. What, what, what am I really speaking about? Isaiah Chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. In the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be the highest of all, the most important place on the earth. Man, we got to just read the Bible every once in a while. Get encouraged. It's saying that the house of the Lord is going to be the most important place on the earth. And will be raised up above all the other hills, and the people from all over the world will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of, of, of Jacob's God. And he will teach, and there he will teach us his ways that we may walk in his path. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Now, there's been a teaching around our nation that's come from, from this scripture and the other one that's comes, it's in, it's in uh, uh, Micah. Um, and, and, uh, and, and it's come through Revelation, Bill Bright. Uh, uh, what's the guy from YWAM? Hmm? Cunningham. Having a dream about this on the same night, the day before they met each other for the first time. Powerful, powerful. What God, what God is saying, there's going to be a day when my people will penetrate these mountains of influence and they will come to the house of the Lord. Just come teach us. That teacher's been around this nation for a long time. I remember having sitting at a lunch with Dutch Sheets about four or five years ago, six. And he's like, it should have happened by now. What's going on? We've been teaching this, preaching this, and it isn't happening. I was like, well, that's not good news. Dutch, I was hoping that you would know more than I do. It's like, you know, like, wow, what's going on? And, you know, and Lance Wallnau sitting there next to him, and Lance was like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> it's like, you know, and, uh, and, and so God told me something this, this Friday night. The reason that it's not happening is because my people have disqualified themselves from actually being the ones on those mountains. 
They have said they're like, oh, I, 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 that's, I, can't, I can't do that. They have disqualified themselves. Some people believe like, man, I can't get into politics. Like, that's just dirty stuff. It's dirty stuff because you ain't there. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. And so, and so, listen, we need to understand that we are here to turn the world upside down. And we, we will only be, we become a godless city, a godless state, and a godless nation when God's people vacate every place of influence. Whether that's, whether that's entertainment, whether that's education, whether that's, that's government, whatever that is, it's because we have like exited the room. And with us, the light went. So we will only become what we need to become when we take our place. And here's what we, you need to remember in uh, Deuteronomy 32, 8. When the Lord Most God gave, gave the nations their inheritance, he divided mankind, he fixed their borders and the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. And what I said last time was with this, we have dual citizenship. Come on. We have dual citizenship. We were born into a nation, a natural nation of the earth. I was born into Cuba. I have Cuban citizenship and then I became an American citizenship. But I was born by grace through faith in Christ Jesus into the kingdom of God. Yeah? Therefore, I represent the government of the kingdom of God to the nation that I was placed in by God, by his divine sovereignty. So our job is to bring the light of the glory of the Lord into that place. Our assignment is to breathe light and life, to be salt that favors the world, the values, especially in the places that, that it contradicts the values of the kingdom of God. And Galatians says this, and we, we read this last time. Yeah, thank you. Oh, we don't have it? Yeah, it's just a little slide then, whatever. Galatians, it says that it's for freedom that we've been set free. So when you're seeing that your nation, that your city, that the place of responsibility that you're over is not no longer walking in freedom, you're saying, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm called to bring freedom. And the only way we bring freedom is by establishing justice. Because where there is no righteousness, there is no Justice, because do you know that it's exactly the same Hebrew word? In fact, in Spanish, there is no word for righteousness. It's it's just justice, justicia. It's being made right. I mean, what I'm saying is that there is is that they didn't bother to translate it into the Spanish Bible any other way. It's like this is what it is. Righteousness is justice. And God has so much to say to us about justice. Micah 6, 8, for I told you a man what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice. Do it. That means make the work of justice your work. Love, kindness, walk humility with God. Over and over the Bible tells us that we're called to bring justice. Isaiah 58. To break the bands of iniquity and injustice. 
Come on. If you, if, you, if you look at the mission of the church, I belong, we'll go through, through it all. And you'll see that that's part of the call of this house. Mm. Do you know that you can bring transformation and reformation? even to government officials as they're thinking about policies. You can do that. If you understand how to walk, how to be part, be invited to the table of government. So I'm just going to ask some questions here. Let's just see where our faith is so we can move forward and move up. How many of you believe that you can influence government and governors? Come on, I like what I'm seeing. So, how many of you believe you can actually serve your place, serve your way into a place of influence? Amen. Come on. Amen. How many of you know that, 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 that God will allow your fingerprint, which has the, 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 the kingdom DNA in it, your fingerprint to touch things that bears the mark of heaven on things like housing policy? Or education development. How many of you feel like that is that possible? I'm here to tell you it is possible. You want to see something weird? Google Steve Trujillo, Portland State University, and an article will come up that is all about the development of Portland State over the next 10 years, and my name is on it. Did I do that? No. God did that. I was faithful to be what he asked me to be and remain faithful and show up every time. Meeting after meeting, I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm in there with people with master's degree on city development and education, and I got none of that. Because that's not what qualified me. What qualified me was the wisdom of God, was a prophetic inclination that said, ah, God would have it this way. Okay. Years ago. Years ago. Everybody was complaining about the pearl. Man, the pearl is the most desolate place. There's no sense of community there. And I said, that's because you made no room for families. When you did your whole housing structure, you made... Families come in here difficult and hard. And they said, tell us about it. I met with planning city house planning people for weeks and just shared with them God's heart for family. And they started shifting the pearl. I'm not telling you stories about to brag. I'm telling you what God can do when you show up and say, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. Hmm. What qualified me? He who calls you is faithful. He who calls you qualifies you. Come on. All that, that, that qualified him is, is this, the yes I gave to the whole thing. And that released the stuff. I, 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 I've seen God do some crazy things. I'm like, I just can't believe I heard that. 
How many of you guys know what a prosecuting attorney is? They work for the county underneath the chief prosecuting attorney. And they, they, they try the cases. You know, somebody goes down the street, catches a car on fire. Well, the police arrest them. They build a case. That prosecuting attorney um, then brings that case before the court. I, uh, I got involved in some things I'm going to tell you about because I'm going to ask you to get involved with them. And, uh, and then there was, was a lady. She is one of the major prosecuting attorneys for one of the major counties around us. And uh, um, she said, hey, Steve, um, can you come and speak to our public safety meeting from our neighborhood? So it had nothing to do with her work, really, just our neighborhood. And so she's, she's there, and she's, she's in it, and she, you know, I go in to speak about some of the things that are going on so I can help people have understanding of why certain criminal behavior works a certain way. And uh, she introduces me to the group. Now, remember who she is. She is a criminal justice official. And she says, hey, guys, I want to introduce you to Steve Trujillo. He is my mentor in public safety. I'm like, I was so humbled by that. Because she's awesome. I'm like, like, you have no idea how much you've mentored me. And it's time for God's people to rise up and complaining how Portland tastes like. Come on, because they don't like the flavor, because they don't like the thing, and to start to flavor it with the kingdom of heaven. And one of the things that, that happens, one of the reasons why I get invited is because I bring hope. I bring a picture of a different future than what they're living in today. And I want to show you how you can do this. The world is dying because we're lying down with a spirit of disqualification that says, oh, I can't do that. I don't, know. I don't know how to do that. I don't have the credentials. All I did is volunteered in the day of God's power. Mm. And the day where he's just said, I'm opening a door that only I can open, which was prophetically given to us over our church. I'm opening doors that only I can open. And I tell you, these doors, we can't open these doors. It's just like, if you, if you hear the story when the book finally comes out, you'll go like, that's nuts. Because <laughs> it's God that opens the door. I'm here to challenge you and you. Right now, we're living in a country where the people itself have the power to make government do what it's supposed to do. Do you know that that's actually in our Constitution? Here's what our Constitution says about how, why it was created and who should ensure that it continues. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish what? Justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessing of liberty for ourselves and posterity. Do ordain and establish this constitution of the United States. Ensuring domestic tranquility for ourselves. What was our posterity? It's our children's and our children's children. The future generations. But they won't be there unless we get involved today. And I start to do our work now. We won't reach out. They won't reach their assignment unless we do our assignment. And your assignment right now, yeah, is to, is, is to work and say to our government, we, we hold you to these words. Because we the people are the government. 
Mm. And it's time. So it's time to break the spirit of disqualification. The spirit that says, I don't, I don't know enough. How could I go to one of these things? I never studied housing policy one day in my life. All I did is close my eyes and listen to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, how about this one? I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I found that I had the time because otherwise I'd just be watching like, like Law and Order or something. You know? Yeah, I got the time. I can do it. You're just spending your time on the wrong stuff. Or I don't have the answers for the problems. Or I don't fit in with those influencers, you know, those people. Like, ah, I just like, that's, I don't know. I, I don't know. Listen, when I got started getting involved with some of these people, I was like, woo, this is kind of weird. I don't know. Lord, help me out here. You know what Paul would say to all these excuses? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if he opens the door, he makes the way. So here's my promise to you. We'll teach you. You know, Ty challenged me. We don't need to do special seminars on Saturdays. We need to do this on Sunday morning where the saints get equipped. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do this. We're going to teach you. We're going to coach you if you decide to step up. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Okay, here's how you can do that. We might even start some small groups to support one another in places that we're feeling called to. And one of the mountains of influence is right there. It's just like, ah, I feel called to entertainment. Like, hey, man, who else around here who could feed that, coach you that, and then maybe open doors for that? We will guide you to join groups that right now are crying. Portland is dying. We got to do something. And they need your voice. They need the wisdom of God. And I'll tell you who they are. I'll tell you when they meet. I'll tell you where to show up. In fact, we're starting a new email. It's going to go out on Wednesdays. That'll have all that information. Here's what's happening in the next 14 days. Here's the meetings. Here's how you join them. It's time to get real. <laughs> and Pat knows this because he's very involved in Clackamas. You know how this works, man. We just show up and all of a sudden God shows off. You're like, what? how did that happen? How did my whole thing get funded? <laughs> Come on. Oh, Lord. Pat's just got some great testimonies how this all works. Um, and then the last thing here. We're going to give you the tools. And then we're going to dismantle the lies. Well, the way that uh, I know that I'll gain influence is I, I need to know the politicians. No, you don't. You need to know their staff. You need to know their staff because you know what happens? Their staff turn, is the neck that turns the head. Their staff is the one that says, oh, this is going to be our priorities. They, they, they give everything over to the staff. And when they, they step down from power, that staff person goes to the next one or they, they get hired by some contractor or the city. 
Whoa. And all of a sudden you got influence with a whole load of like, like influencers in, in social services, public safety. That's how it works. So we'll tell you how it works. So in the coming Sundays, we're also just going to educate you some more, a little bit about the Antichrist ideologies that are in this earth right now and how they're trying to infiltrate. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to mark them. We're going to, we're going to put them aside and, and, and just it's so that you are equipped to understand the day that you live in and you can become the people who turn the world upside down because the time for the Reformation is here. Come on. And this house has been given heavenly assistance for it. What do I mean? January 2020, Johnny and Elizabeth Enlow. No, was it January? Was it? No, 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 no. It was the fall. Okay, the fall of 2019. How many of you guys know who Johnny and Elizabeth Enlow are? They were with us, and they spoke on Sunday morning back in Portland State at the time. And he said, to, he said to, he goes, this is a house of reformation. He begins to prophesy over us. And then he says, for the Lord has given you a company of reformation angels. So you don't have to do it by yourself. You're anointed by the Lord and they'll come by your side. And that's what you'll start to hear, the whisper of the Lord, when you are attending a meeting and all of a sudden you're solving problems that you knew nothing about. So. How many of you guys are like, okay, this is interesting. The education is going to start this Saturday. And does it go on Sunday night too? It's a Sunday night also. This coming Saturday and Sunday night at Westside Vineyard Church, we're going to have a town hall with a man of God who's running for office who wants to favor our state with the flavor of heaven. And he's going to teach us how to bring change to government. How to make government do what it's, the, what it's supposed to do. And so that's going to happen at 2 o'clock this Wednesday, this, this, this coming Saturday, sorry. And then again, there's Sunday evening service. He'll be speaking there. Uh, and you know we'll have a regular Sunday morning service, but, but he's, he'll be there. In the, uh, in the afternoon, in the uh, that morning, Saturday morning, and then Sunday night at uh, six thirty. Now, six o'clock. Okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna equip you how to become responsible. We just found the election integrity thing. It's a problem in Oregon. They just found all. These ballots absolutely done the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they have the proof. <laughs> so what are we going to do? We're going to step up. We're going to be there. We're going to make sure it doesn't happen. And whatever county you live in. Because it's about the people being the government and having their voices heard. So my challenge to this congregation is, are you ready? Are you ready? What was that, Monday Night Football? 
Okay. Are you ready to say yes? If you do, then stand to your feet right now. And here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to come forward and you're going to say, Lord, use me. Assign one of your Reformation angels, Lord, to lead me to the open door that you have for me, whether it's in my neighborhood, whether it's whatever. This is the, I don't care. See, Father's House for years has been a church in the heart of this whole metro area because the, our call was to influence the whole of the metro area. Come on. So uh, go ahead, Denine, come on up. And you're, you're saying like, I'm not sure what I'm saying yes to right now. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm saying yes to right now. But what you're saying is saying, Lord, use me. Use me like you used Steve, who just said yes. I remember I was invited to, uh, to attend a neighborhood meeting. And I went there and I found out that they did not have anyone to lead their public safety initiatives. And the Lord said, watch this. I start talking about myself, what I do in the community. And they said, oh, 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 can you do your public safety stuff? I ended up being the president of the Downtown Neighborhood Association for many years. Did you know <laughs> Rose Parade wouldn't happen unless I signed off on it? <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> All the stuff I had to like sign off on. And all it is, it's, it, it, it just took me saying yes to being with a bunch of people who I thought was just cranky old people. <laughs> you know? Like, These are just cranky old people. And all of a sudden, but they care about this city. Come to their side. Come to their side. And I'll show you what to do. Hmm. I want you to just kind of close your eyes and just lift your hands. Father, here's our hands. Use them. Here's our feet. Lead us. Here's our mouth. Open it. With your revelation, with your glory. That Lord, you will fill it. We'll be in a place and they'll be talking about an issue and suddenly the anointing of the Lord will come upon us and you will fill it. So Jesus, multiply what you taught me all throughout this house and beyond until Lord God Portland is turned upside down until it starts to taste like heaven. Lord, instead of tasting like chaos, instead of tasting like 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 trouble and and and, and fear, Lord, it tastes like hope. <laughs> it tastes like 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 vision and, and encouragement, Lord. So I thank you for that. And I thank you for your people who say yes in the day of your power. <sighs> Just receive right now the anointing for reformation. The anointing for reformation. The anointing for reformation. You are a reformer. 
you are a reformer. So you may cry when others want to laugh or you may dance when others want to weep because you're, you're catching a glimpse of what heaven has. So I release you to go with what heaven has rather than what the news has declared. I release you right now in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit to carry the glory of the Lord into all the places he opens doors for you to go. In Jesus' name. Hmm. In the name of Jesus. Now say this. In the name of Jesus. I renounce all disqualifications I have ever spoken over myself. I renounce the spirit of disqualification. I know enough because I know you. I have enough time because you are the resource of Kairos moments. So in Jesus' name, Use me, Lord. I am yours. Use me for your glory until it's in Portland, until it's in Oregon, until it's in America, as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. May the grace of God be with you. May He empower and embolden you to bring the reformation of heaven to earth. May he give you faith and confidence until you're able to do all the works that he created for you to do before the foundations of the earth. I love you. Love one another. Have a terrific week. Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www fathershouseportland.org